Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, our hosts look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words. Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to build a space between a hard place and a rock is all we do. But we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones and all no different to you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name is Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to disentangle you from the Gordian knot of the Internet's bullshit. Hello, I'm Cap, full-time shrimp and part-time wrecker, here to join Ryan today. We are not wrecking. We're advocating what, oh. against wrecking. We are wreck-proof. We are the force <sighs> field between humanity and wreckage from outer space. But I brought my reflective vest and hard hat. I mean, I have a reflective vest and hard hat, too, just in case. Just in case. Do you have composite toe boots? Because you don't mm. want the steel toe boots because that could create an electrical arc. And you sink, you know, in the water temple. Um, <laughs> how you doing? It's been a few episodes since you've been on. I'm good. I'm busy. I'm recording a lot. It's nice and early here. So I just had my coffee and I am ready to dive into these questions. How are you holding up? Oh, man, let me tell you. <laughs> I tricked you into asking me. You did? Uh, no, uh, everything's going great. Right now, I'm enclosing a porch to create an office. So my recording environment is going to be improving significantly soon. The beard's almost completely gone, so I don't get to hear it tickling your microphone anymore. That's true. That's here. I'll give you. Oh, yeah. There That's it is. That's a good That's stubble. That's That's a good stubble. I got goose flesh. That's right. And there's more of that to be found on my OnlyFans, which is audio only. <laughs> <laughs> audio only fans. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but congratulations on the recent completion of season one of Shrimp and Crits. Thank you so much. It is a big honor to be a part of that show. I think we stuck the landing and I'm very excited for the next few super secret special things that are coming out before we start season two. Well, they're not so super duper secret. If you've listened to the Shrimp and Crits Q&A, Katie's going to be running an Arc of Absurdia by Quinn Majeski, which is a phenomenal game that you should definitely buy. Should. And uh, we got to play that together recently. Yes, we did. I will make Ian edit it uh-huh. for online content. <laughs> <laughs> that is something that you will find on our Patreon in the very near future. If you all want to hear Ryan play my dad. Uh, well... If you want to hear me give Cap a solid spanking. <laughs> Audio only fans. Audio only fans. <laughs> you can find it in our in our special Absurdia episode on Patreon, or you can find it on our audio only fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into this. We've only we've got a few topics today. This first one's going to be I, I don't know. Is it it feels risque, but it's from R too afraid to ask. And it was posted by Firefox. And they want to know, is this strange? I don't like seeing male genitals. <laughs> I, I feel like it needs a comma in there somewhere. Somewhere. Which incidentally looks like a flaxid penis. <laughs> <laughs> the comma really is the flaxid penis of punctuation. Sure. It's a real showstopper. It gives you pause in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> like if you're having a conversation with somebody and then you suddenly see their penis, you definitely pause before finishing your sentence. You take a moment. <laughs> they clarify they say i mean context 28 male bi in a really loving relationship with my boyfriend since a year 
I like receiving. I like giving. He's talking about mm-hmm. sex stuff. So, oh, okay. Thank you for clearing that up. But I can't stop feeling weird seeing manly rods with dangling jingle bells, <laughs> IRL, or watching some specialized movies. By specialized movies, he means, of course, the of the sexual nature. Disney. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Both. <laughs> uh, then they say, "So, am I strange? Is this idiot? Is this idiot?" Might be my favorite part of this question. The grammar here is super simplified, and I'm not sure if it's because it's English as a second language or English as a performative art. Either way, I'm I'm in love with it. <laughs> I mean, period. Context. It's all very good. I guess let's go ahead and establish our boner fides here. Mm-hmm. About how many male genitals would you say you've seen in your life? Not well, you can count your own. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, uh, quite a few. At one point, I stayed with a friend in a military style barracks where it was open room of showers. So there were quite a few uh, dangling rods and jingle bells around. Yes, I've seen quite a few male genitals. And I, I'm going to have to agree with Firefox here. They're not great to look at. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm going to say that I've also stayed in military style barracks. Mm hmm. And I, I've probably over the course of my adult life seen hundreds, hundreds. That's uh, you have hundreds a, of male genitals. Yeah, because basic training is group showering. And then all of the gym facilities on military bases are group showers. So there's no private stalls. It's usually just like a column in the center of the room with a bunch of shower heads coming off and then dudes making out in the corner. Yeah, of course. Which obviously is what goes on ladies that's what's going on in the men's bathrooms just like we assume that's what's going on in yours <laughs> what is it porkies in the 80s like in the 80s it's just mm-hmm. like it's just nothing but naked women cavorting in showers it's just like that's not how showers work most people are just in there to get clean but it does in the marines well it's the marines <laughs> 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 there's something a little bit too performative about the masculinity in the marines yeah we love them for it i've seen a lot of dongs and i can tell you mine included they're not great looking they're not great looking as far as genitals go no yeah and you know there's a wide variety of genitals you know they come in various shapes sizes and textures yes yes and not pleasing textures sometimes in some cases no but yeah so Is it strange that you don't like seeing male genitals? I would say seeing male genitals is probably one of the biggest complaints the Internet has. It's so true. Ever since the invention of the mobile phone and the ability to send pictures to people, male genitals have been a chief most complaint. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And I mean, regardless of in person, as he says, IRL or watching specialized movies, there's really no good angle to catch the male genitals at. There's no good dick pic angle to take. They all look silly. They all do look a little bit silly. Even if you take it fully erect from underneath, you still just look like you're standing behind a puppet. And you get like your chin as you're looking down at it, trying to catch the picture right. It's not good. The best angle for your dick is the worst angle for your face. Exactly. <laughs> and there's very little middle ground. <laughs> there's none. It's, it's, it's partly because they're like maybe if you hired a professional photographer to, to frame things perfectly. <laughs> yeah, if you go full boudoir shoot. You could probably get something good out of that. Or if you photoshopped it later to put your face, like you get your face at a good angle, then you get your dick at a good angle, and then you just photoshop your face next to your dick. But then it looks like you're trying to suck your own dick, and that could be it an does. issue too. You're like, am I sending the right message? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe photoshop some elephant ears and some eyes on there. 
But no, they're they're bumpy and they're they have hair in weird places. I don't I don't think this person is in the wrong here for or thinking they're not strange, I should say. And they are not idiot. No, they are not idiot. This is it's perfectly normal, whether it's flaxed or erect, whether it's a penis or a vagina, genitals are not for everyone all of the time. There is a mood and a context in which seeing them is exciting and appropriate. Exactly. And, you know, if you think it's strange, just turn the lights out. <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> Problem solved. I like your answer. I like that solution. Just, yeah, hey, like, get your fuck on, turn those lights yeah. off if you don't like what you're seeing. You like giving, you like receiving. Just do it in the dark. Yeah, exactly. Or if you don't like the sight of male genitals, we encourage you to tune into our audio only fans <laughs> where you will only hear penises, but you will not see them. That's right. We've got porn for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I, I also like that it's uh, it, it creates a handicap accessible pornographic experience for people who may be visually impaired. Exactly. But even if you are visually impaired, this next picture that we're going to take a look at seems a little suspect. Does. I found this on Facebook. It was posted by Living in the Outdoors, which is some sort of community page. There are 15 comments and 96 shares. People like the look of this picture, which purports to be largest tuna ever caught 1975 in a net at 1,863 pounds. I mean, this thing is massive. It is massive. So I, I wanted to examine this. So they're, they're claiming it's a tuna. There are multiple species of tuna. The largest is the bluefin tuna. Adults of the bluefin tuna species regularly grow to be 550 pounds. Like that's just a normal weight for a bluefin tuna. How do they get them in those little cans? So uh, Cap, would you do me the honor of describing this photo? I would love to. This is a black and white, almost sepia toned photo, which leads us to believe that it is from a long time ago. And there are two seemingly crewmen on the, what do you call the top of a ship? Deck. Not to be confused with the dick, which we've all agreed that you don't. Just close your eyes and imagine a dick. Now imagine it's the yeah. top of a boat. Welcome to our <laughs> audio only fans. <laughs> Having a really hard time looking at this deck. <laughs> Squeeze your eyes are closed, Cap. Open them up. <laughs> <laughs> on the deck of a boat with a, a rather large fishing crane holding up by the tail this incredibly large bluefin tuna. The two men are behind it slightly, so it does look bigger than I think. <sighs> this is a good Photoshop. Like, it looks fake, but it also looks like it could be real. I don't think it's a Photoshop at all. I think you this think is a real... A, a prosthetic? I think something <laughs> like that. So, like uh, like I said, the, the bluefin tuna can grow to be 550 pounds, all right? So Wikipedia tells us that the largest recorded specimen taken under International Game Fish Association rules was caught off Nova Scotia, an area renowned for huge Atlantic bluefin, and weighed 1,497 pounds and was 12 and a half feet long. So huh. this would be bigger than the largest recorded specimen taken under International Game Fish Association rules. That said, that does not mean that this fish was not caught. It just means that it was not recorded by the International Game Fish Association. So the International Game Fish Association is an organization that was founded in 1939. It's basically just a bunch of fishermen and I think sport fishermen. And this photo was 
allegedly taken in 1975. So well after the IGFA was founded. Yeah, so this would fall into the timeline. So reasonably speaking, if it was captured under their rules, it would be recorded. So they are the they are considered to be, according to Wikipedia, the leading authority on angling pursuits and the keeper of the most current world record fishing catches by fish categories. Fishermen who are sport fishers, and I'm reading directly from the Wikipedia page, so this is a super lazy episode. (laughs) (laughs) Fishermen who are sport fishers are careful to follow their stringent rules for fair play and line requirements in order to receive the honor being listed in their annual world record game fishes publication. So in this case, because it's a commercial fisher person and because it was net caught, it may not have been recorded under those International Game and Fish Association rules. Make sense? Makes sense. I... I have a problem with this image. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to go against you in saying that this is not <sighs> I'm not saying it's real. I'm saying it's not Photoshop. I'm saying it's still plausible based on the information that we have so far. I don't think it's a real fish. I've also found in reading up on bluefin tuna that scientists recognize that the fish could potentially reach 2000 pounds, although that has never been recorded. My issue is the circle around the fin closest to us. You think it looks like it was glued on? I am scrolling through pictures of blue fins. Okay. None of them have this little circle. It's like a perfect circle around the fin on this picture, which I'm sure will be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. You see that? It is yeah. a very oh, interesting it. line. It looks like a porthole, almost. You know, like it is, a, it is a perfect circle on this fish. Like something that was stuck to the side of the fish. Exactly. It looks welded almost. And okay. I, I'm looking at blue fins and I it just they have a fin. There's no ridge. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, it looks like a really good like if you ignore that circle, which, you know, maybe it's a birthmark. I don't know. Maybe it's a birthmark. Sure. Um, but if you ignore that circle, it actually looks a lot like a, a good bluefish tuna. So my opinion is that this is a very nice fake. It actually reminds me of if you recall from the Halloween episode that you the grasshoppers. Yeah, the hopper whoppers. And in that case, they used a lot of forced perspective and they used like large wooden carved models and things like that in order to create the appearance of extraordinarily large critters. And what I think is probably the most telling part of this is you can see the crane that is supposedly holding this fish up and you can Mm -hmm. see the rope wrapped around the tail, but you can't actually see the rope connected to the crane. Exactly. And because the workers are clearly pretty far behind this fish. Yeah. I think this is just a matter of taking a picture of a smaller fish. And holding it up. And holding it close to the camera with everything else in the background. So I I think this is probably a forced perspective thing. But honestly, I cannot tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is in fact a forgery or a fake. Yeah, I mean, uh, this forced perspective trick is something that uh, dudes still use on their Tinder profiles today with the fish that they caught. Uh Uh-huh. That's true. Or their dicks. They're like, oh, my gosh, that penis is bigger than his head. No, that's forced perspective. And you're not going to get any sort of fraudulent activity like that on our audio only fans. (laughs) (laughs) No rule of threes. No forced perspective. None of that because it's an audio only medium. Raw, uncut audio. You're going to hear a lot of this. But you're not going to see a lot of that. That was pleasing. Enjoy that, Ian. (laughs) (laughs) oh this is a terrible transition but i was i was playing this game with my toddler the other day because he like he's at a point in his life where he's making like raspberry noises and stuff like that 
and he'll he'll copy the noises that you make. And I can make some pretty interesting mouth noises. So here's the one that I'm trying to get him to match. You ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. That's very good. The King Gun. <laughs> oh, wow. My headphones are going everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got any good mouth noises for us? Give us some of that Foley work that you're known for. <laughs> no. I love I love pushing caps limits. <laughs> no, Foley has to be in the moment. I'm an actor. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I really I cannot say for certain, but my uh, my gut tells me that this is not an actual photograph because I could not find another image of this fish that was not associated with this meme. Mm. And and typically speaking, when you're dealing with a world record or something like that, if you look up the largest fish ever caught, that sort of thing, there will be some sort of record of a world record. So even if it was, does it really even count if they didn't record it? Not if you didn't record it under the International Game Fish Association rules. Yeah, this is um, this is a nightmare, Ryan. Thank you for this picture. I will continue to never go in the ocean after this one. I don't like things that are that much bigger than me. The good news is you're a vegetarian. You don't have to worry about eating this fake ass fish. Actually, you might be able to eat this fake ass fish depending right. on what it's made of. <laughs> if it's wood, it'll be chewy, but you'll get there. I'm more worried about it eating me. <laughs> Speaking of being eaten, this next question comes from R No Stupid Questions, and it is posted by user femboy underscore in underscore denial. Has anyone... I'm going to I'm going to cut you off there before we even get to the question. Yeah. Do you think Femboy is in denial because they don't like looking at male genitals? Yeah, I think this might be the same user on their alternate account. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I should not interrupt you. They ask us, has anyone ever heard of leaving an example lobster when cooking lobsters? Now, you're from lobster country. Does this ring any bells? Uh, I'll be honest. No. But uh, go ahead and give us a description of what they mean by an example lobster, because I'm drawing a blank. My parents claim that plenty of people do it and they learned it from their own parents, but it's a ridiculous and horrifying process. For those who haven't heard of it, it's when you buy lobsters to cook by boiling them alive and you leave only one alive. My family has always set the lobster right in front of all the cooked lobsters and made it watch as we ate the other lobsters. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! After that, we put the lobster in a cooler and drive it to the beach and send it back out into the ocean. The joke is that the lobster is supposed to tell the other lobsters of the horrors it saw. Has anyone else's family heard of this or was I born into a family of sociopaths? Um, the second one. <laughs> yeah, I think the second one. My God, I have heard of people making jokes about this sort of thing. Yeah, but not anyone who's put it into practice and going so far as to drive the creature back to the ocean to spread the word of the horrors it's seen. That is a serial killer level of sociopath right there. That is wild. I wish I could agree with this being pathologized, but I I, I really do think that this is just normal human being psychopathic. Yeah. Because I, human beings are capable of horrific acts when things are normalized. And this has clearly been a normalized behavior. Uh, I will tell you that although I am from Maine, I did not grow up wealthy enough to be throwing lobster away. Like you don't just, you don't, you don't buy 10 lobster and then throw a lobster away. 
Right? That's that's good eating. Why would you do that? It's wasteful of money, not lobster. Because I'm sure the, the, the last lobster appreciates being like returned to the ocean. So I, I did not find this to be a common practice. I've eaten I've no. eaten a good amount of lobster in my day. I've been to Lobster Fest. Yeah. And I don't believe that they, you know, set aside a lobster to watch lobster. You know, maybe one gets away. Sure. Maybe one escapes. They let the blue ones go back, typically. I've seen things about that when you catch a, one of those oh, red yeah. blue lobsters. They throw those back. Or an albino lobster. You, you definitely yeah. want to. Uh, I, I actually, I think the last albino lobster that was recorded as being caught was sent to an aquarium. Forget, uh, I, I might be wrong, but lobsters are virtually uh, immortal, right? They, unless they are killed, they keep on going, right? Or is that is that folklore? Uh, I am unaware of a maximum age of lobster. They just keep uh, molting and regenerating. I think that's like a, a thing. They they have the immortal gene. These lobsters. So he will live with the terrors of seeing his family boiled alive forever. <laughs> I'm finding just from a quick Google search that male European lobsters apparently live to about 31 and females to 54 with some uh, notable outliers. Uh, there was a female lobster that reached 72. So, I mean, if you have to choose an immortality gene, uh, take the one out of the tortoise or uh, a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. The University of Maine says that they could live to be over 100 years old. There you go. And Maine knows their lobsters. My people do know their lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> so if lobsters could live forever, then hypothetically speaking, there would be a lobster that has been alive for so long that it would be too big to catch and eat. Like if they just kept growing and growing and growing to gaiju monster proportion sizes, I think it would be an issue. In which case, I would definitely not leave an example lobster because no. then that's the one that's fucking coming for you. They did yeah, what? He knows. <laughs> they did what to your family? <laughs> Next thing you know, there goes New York. <laughs> there goes Maine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maine's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's first on the lobster list. The eastern seaboard is just eradicated. I just... Keep seeing this shrimp now in his old age, sitting in his underwater rocking chair and telling the story <laughs> of how he watched his family boiled alive by these horrible humans. So is this a common practice? No. Is it an unthinkable practice? Not really in the sense that I think that a lot of people make this sort of joke. And the idea of somebody taking a joke to the next level is just the political reality that we live in in America. Yeah. So has anyone else ever heard of leaving an example lobster? Yes and no. Honestly, with lobsters being engaged in cannibalism, the lobster is probably less horrified by you eating the other lobsters than it is offended that you didn't include it in the meal. Right. At least share. So when you do set up your example lobster, make sure to put a little lobster bib on them. Some drawn butter. Give them a fork and a pair of crackers. They're ready to roll. Oh, come on. He has his own crackers. <laughs> what the fuck do you think the crackers are for? <laughs> We're just simulating lobster cannibalism. <laughs> Who cracks the crackers? Who cracks the crackers? <laughs> oh, man. Um. <laughs> there was that news story recently about the uh, elephant that was attacked by somebody and then showed up at their funeral just to trample their body again. I feel like that is what the, <laughs> what? the future. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's something we need to talk about. Ah, elephants elephant never forget. Holds a grudge. Yeah. What the, what the no. fuck did they do? <laughs> Yeah, this elephant showed up at this person's funeral and destroyed the casket. <laughs> That's funny. That's what you get for having the funeral at the scene of the crime. At your parents' funeral, if you see up on a hill, someone holding a black umbrella watching from above, that is this lobster. 
it's just it's just 50 lobsters in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Stephen King. <laughs> I used to live around the block from Stephen King when I was a kid. Mm. That explains a lot. I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but he was actually my uncle's English teacher. Uh, oh, wow. At college? Uh, high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then when my mom was going to school, like he, he was he was starting to become famous and he came back and did mm-hmm. like some guest lectures and stuff like that. Nowadays, he does most of his lecturing on Twitter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to great effect, I think. I agree. He is trending almost every day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it this just sounds like a, an asshole thing to do to some poor crustacean. Yes. But if you're wondering whether you're the asshole, the one place on the Internet where you can go to find out is r slash am I the asshole. Our next topic comes to us from user Snipe Hunt. The I in Snipe is spelled with a cap. Uh, I was going to say a capital one, like there's a lowercase one. <laughs> capital one, I'm pretty sure it's just a Roman numeral. <laughs> or a uh, credit card company. Fair enough. Uh, so user Snipe Hunt asks, am I the asshole for asking my roommates to remove their dildos from the bathroom mirror in a way that was not kind? Mm. Mm. So that last mm. part was not kind does give me pause. What do you think, Cap? Are you an asshole for asking your roommates to remove their dildos from the bathroom mirror? And does the context of your approach matter? Yes, the context of your approach matters and the context of if it is a shared bathroom. I'm assuming it is. (laughs) We know already that dicks are not nice to look at. So obviously, this is an eyesore. Well... I think we've agreed that it is okay to not like what dicks look like. Yes. We have not, we have not taken an official <laughs> podcast position on whether dicks are aesthetically pleasing. I think that they have their time and place. There is a context in which seeing male genitals is perfectly appropriate, possibly even exciting. However, when you're brushing your teeth is probably not one of them. <laughs> You know, and like if you're getting close to the mirror to try to pop a pimple or something, you're just going to get poked in the (laughs) eye. (laughs) The story here, they explain, uh, there's a 23-year-old woman who's asking about their roommates who appear to be in a relationship together, a 23-year-old man and a 28-year-old woman. She went into her bathroom and she found a suction cup to the bathroom mirror, dildos drying after being washed, after using the bathroom. She went to their room, knocked on the door. They said, who is it? I assume there, there must be more roommates in the house because I hope so. <laughs> uh, otherwise, just like there's, like there's random people coming in. Is it the oh, is Amazon here already making making bedroom <laughs> deliveries? Uh, so presumably there are more roommates involved, in which case we might be able to get some sort of quorum or, you know, group bathroom dildo discussion going on. <laughs> but she knocked on the door. They said, who is it? And she said, get your dildos off the bathroom mirror and walked away. Mm. The next morning, she went back into the bathroom and the dildos were still on the mirror. And she confronted them again about this. And they said that if she'd asked kindly instead of demanding, that they would have done it. And she is worried that she's an asshole because she asked them to do this in an unkind way. Should she have approached this issue of their delicates? Are those delicates? Is it just underpants that are delicates or are these also considered delicates? unmentionables their paraphernalia their apparati mm, there it is i yeah i don't think you're an asshole i do think you should have had a phallus forum with everybody involved absolutely a cock quorum maybe not through a doorway a dildo diet 
Okay, so to, to be clear, the Japanese Congress is the Japanese diet. Okay. Like, I don't want anybody to think that I'm advocating eating dildos. Most dildos are not edible. Most. 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 Some are. Like around Easter when they sell chocolate dildos. And I think... <laughs> I think those are bunny rabbits, Ryan. I'm pretty sure those are bunny rabbits. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, it said fuck like a rabbit on it. <laughs> Maybe it's... Well, rabbit was the brand. Oh. If this is a shared bathroom, and it was not talked about previously, the dildo sticker is the asshole. Because you don't have to hang dry a dildo. You just need a clean towel to dry a dildo. Just make sure it's clean to avoid any infections and whatnot. And then you just dry it yourself and put it back in its discreet packaging. It's like when you go to Whole Foods and they're like, buy our air-chilled chicken. Yeah. Like maybe maybe there's a right way and a wrong way. Maybe in order to ensure that you don't get any sort of... Because think about it. You know, you, the whatever cavity you're putting that dildo in yeah. And we're not going to speculate here. That's not that's not germane to the question. Could be anything. It could be anywhere. They could be putting it in their ear. I don't know. But wherever you're putting that is going to be a living biome. Yes. There's going to be f- all sorts of gut flora or vaginal flora that are present. Vaginal fauna. Well, if you have vaginal fauna, you actually, you should go see a doctor for that. There are some OTC <laughs> solutions to your vaginal, like, <laughs> and here's one thing you don't want to do. You do not want to leave an example crab. <laughs> no. Never. To watch the horrors of the other crabs. <laughs> Being wiped out by the chemical solution. <laughs> and you can hear all of their screams mm-hmm. on our audio only fans. <laughs> If you want to put dildos in your ears, it's basically the same thing as listening to our audio only fans. <laughs> I imagine that their bedroom also has a mirror. Most bedrooms have some sort of mirror. Just dry them in your bedroom if you feel the need to air dry your dildos. Yeah, or on your window. Like if you're if you're not worried about other people seeing your your dildos, just stick them to your window. And guess what? Your neighbors probably won't even know what it is because they'll only be able to see the suction cup side of the surface. Exactly. It's a, this feels like almost a territorial power move to leave your dildos in the shared bathroom. Yeah, it it feels like the sort of thing that warrants a discussion in advance. Like, hey, are you cool with me drying my dildos here? Like, they're clean. It's fine. There's not going to be anything on them. They just need to dry. That's an easy discussion to have, I feel like. Uh, Like, her initial argument here was that she does not have to be kind about asking them to remove their dildos from the mirror. Because there should be no discussion about whether there's dildos on the mirror. This is true. Unless they come from, you know, a very open background, a very sex positive household. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe mom kept the vibrator on the nightstand. Who cares? That's just how they hang up their towels in the bathroom. I I agree with the OP. Look at me borrowing Reddit's terminology. Yeah. Listen to you. I agree with the question asker here because there should never be an assumption that other people are okay with looking at your genitals or things that you insert into your genitals. Agree. Or other orifices. You know, like an unsolicited dick pic, discovering somebody's dildos does have a certain implication. Yes. Unless they put a note on the dildo that said, three-way? <laughs> then <laughs> this is a completely inappropriate thing to do in a roommate situation. Now that said, could she have asked nicer? I think so. I think a first-time offense does warrant a softer approach. Totally. I don't think they're an asshole for it, though. No, 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 no. 
So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that everybody sucks here a little bit, mm-hmm. but the roommates suck more because when confronted with an angry roommate, maybe assessing why they're angry at you is more important than the fact that they are angry. And we are missing a lot of context, like how long have they been living together? If this is like day one together, it would be different than if you were years living together. Like were the dildos there when she moved in? Exactly. Maybe they're like, just <laughs> home dildos. Maybe, maybe they're they. maybe maybe they're communal dildos. Maybe they were just like, hey, they're free for use. That was my next thought. They're clean. They're ready to go. Just clean them when you're done. Put them back on the window. <laughs> Take a penny, leave a penny. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that nobody here is necessarily an asshole, but I think they're all beating around the bush, if you will. They need to have a group discussion is what needs to happen. They need to do a group something or other. <laughs> I'm not going to give any advice on how to communicate on this issue. I'm just going to say that they need to do something as a group, whether it be a discussion or something more involved. That's up to them. And, it you know, it depends on the context of their relationship. But if you and your roommates are resolving your issues with a raucous orgy. There is no better soundtrack than the music of Rick Reynolds, who has been kind enough to allow us the use of his song United from the album Portals and Progress, which you can find on iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify. You can find him on Instagram at Rick Reynolds. He is finishing up his tour with Tantric Now, and I believe they have one show left, and it's somewhere out west, so good luck. Uh, Cap, would you like to drop your socials up in this bitch? Yeah, I'd love to. I did just kind of fuck up your PowerPoint a little bit. I hit a random button on my keyboard by oh, accident no! added a blank. I added a blank square. Oh, now we have to talk even. about. Now we have to talk about this oh, void, no. this gulf of information. A nice color, at least. I don't hey, know you know what? what? It isn't nice. It's it's kind of like a, a like a cobalt slate almost, yeah. like just a slightly bluer slate. Pleasing. Um, <laughs> Very visually pleasing. This void that you've created in the center of our episode. <laughs> You can find me personally on Twitter at Cap and Crits. You can find my show, Shrimp and Crits, at Shrimp and Crits on all the socials. We are an actual play podcast. We just finished our first season, which came out to just about 69 episodes. I think nice. altogether with the Q&As, it landed right at 69 episodes, but it is fantastic. We stuck the landing. It's a great game. It's a great story. You should definitely listen to it. And we have a lot more fun stories coming your way. Uh, you can find us on Patreon at fondofmelobster.com. Okay, I'm on domains.google.com right now. Mm-hmm. And what are you looking for? Oh, <laughs> there we go. Or you can go to fondlemelobster.com, oh my which God. will redirect to fondofmelobster.com. <laughs> where you can really, contribute to the shrimp and grits. You should take Fondle Bee Lobster for your Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I probably will make Fondle Bee Lobster go to my pa- Patreon That'd page because really I think that's fucking hilarious. That's, that's a really good steal, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys made the joke first and I just you were just too slow to register that domain name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, you didn't have that dollar a month to spare? Yeah. For FondleMeLobster.com. Guess what? That shit's mine. FondleMeLobster.com for the the Don't Wreck Yourself Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and it's offering me FondleMeLobster.net. I don't think I'm going to get that, though. Mm, Only if it's .org. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So in honor of all the lobsters who have been returned to the sea to recount their terrors, FondleMeLobster.com. 
So now we're assaulting them too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not okay. Nope. They're going to get us. They're coming. You guys have taken me to a pretty problematic spot. Mm-hmm. You can find me individually at Food Aside, uh, which is exactly where you would expect to find somebody leaving example lobsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm one to talk like my entire Instagram presence at Food Aside is pictures of food that I've already eaten, including shellfish. So <laughs> is, is there Never. is there hypocrisy at play? There's definitely some hypocrisy at play, but that's F-O-O-D-I-C-I-D-E. You can find the podcast on all the social media platforms that matter and also Twitter at wreck your pod. Uh, you can find our website, www.wreckyourpod.com. And you can, of course, communicate with us on the podcast Nexus Discord server, where we have a mega thread devoted to don't wreck yourself. I encourage you to go there, meet other podcasters. And, and I guess you could meet me there, too. If this is the first time you, you, that you're listening to the episode and you're like, man, I really want to talk to this guy more about dildos and lobsters. That's where you got to go to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, as I said, uh, go to FondleMeLobster.com. It will take you to our Patreon page. <laughs> <laughs> until we sue you. Until, until Shrimp and Crits opens up a lawsuit. But, uh, Ian, you can edit that part out. And then it's like, I didn't predict it at all. I'm really, I'm really working myself into a corner here. Mm-hmm. My co-host is from Shrimp and Crits, and so is my editor, and they are going to win this fucking lawsuit. Yeah, you know, uh, what, what is this episode going to sound like when we're done with it? <laughs> this episode was, of course, edited by the amazingly talented Ian Malden. Ian, if you want to include any other adjectives there to describe yourself, you're more than welcome to insert them. Just do your best Ryan impersonation. We'll just uh, but cut them out from earlier in the episode. <laughs> we said lots of fun words. <laughs> so if between now and next week you find yourself staring at freshly cleaned dildos drying on your bathroom shower and you're wondering whether you should return them to the ocean to recount the horrors of the things that they've seen, we encourage you to check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. There we go. Solid episode, Cap. Thank you very much, wonderful. sir. Wait, you're easy in and out like those dildos. <laughs> We are united, but we're so far apart